Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This week's host, your least favorite, Chris Gear, uh, joined by Cam Technical Difficulties Hasbrook and Drew Nothing's Wrong Johnson. Uh, and I I'm like podcasting <laughs> from the goddamn love shack over here because I can't figure out what's wrong with my camera, but it really looks like something kind of 70s love shack. It looks like you just spilt wine into the lens and it's just kind of stuck there. <laughs> This is a brand new laptop. Like, it I looks like the Instagram filter that everybody used in like seventh grade, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Jakarta or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Tyler Sagan episode, um, I guess we got stuff to talk about. I don't know. We got Drew some said stuff. he's got I, some stuff. I, see, yeah, I'm I mean, doing I, the legwork of this whole podcast. Like, I am what keeps this train rolling. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm only hosting because Cam currently doesn't have internet enough to uh video chat because he's in it's, it's not that... it's not just me i think it's the entire state of maine just doesn't have internet period to be yeah, fair have you guys ever we... listened to the the section 10 podcast the red sox podcast no that they've uh yeah that's what i was alluding inside to joke actually, about, yeah they have an inside joke about maine just not having any internet you have to send carrier pigeons <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing is i thought it was a joke and now here i am <laughs> and uh, I mean, to be fair, I was here last week and it was working fine. So I think it's a temporary problem. Hopefully, knock on wood. But um, I like how you knocked on your maybe head it's for maybe that. it's all, all <laughs> jokes instead are based of, in truth, right? Instead like, of the desk in front of you, <laughs> knocked on your head. Uh, um, the the desk is not wood. It's like something that's not wood. Okay, Hard cool. plastic, I think. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to knock on anything that's not real wood. Uh, so what are we drinking, boys? Uh, I am drinking... Ah, oh, crap. I forgot the name of it. And it's very dark in this room. Drew already uh, forgot I what he gilded, Two it's gilded, it's just I haven't even taken a sip yet. I was waiting for a freaking half hour for you to get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, gilded Skull, uh, the town I fucking don't know the town it's nearby it's actually like family friends so my dad's in uh my dad's co-worker her co-worker's sister's daughter so i think it's my dad's co-worker's niece basically um so they're kind of like father's family nephews cousins brothers former roommate yeah. <laughs> isn't that in a show or something is that yeah i, that I got the that's reference from, that's from Spaceballs. yeah um but yeah, so it's a New England IPA. Uh, I could read the whole text on it, but I'm not going to bore people. But uh, yeah, good people make it. Oh shite! For those listening, just foamed on... up on me. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> but it's good. Wow, that has a, it's pretty damn good. It's a New England IPA. 
Um, all right. Well, Apparently. I am Cam Hasbrook, and I am drinking my first local main beer on the podcast after being here for three weeks. Uh, obviously, two weeks ago, we took the week off, and then last week, uh, we did a sober episode. Uh, so I'm finally, three weeks later, able to break out my first Portland craft brew. My first one uh, is a Preble Raspberry Sour from Four River Brewing Company. Um, I've only been here a little while. I've only tried a couple of the crafties locally so far, but uh, these sours have been definitely my favorite so far. They had their seasonal beers, so they only have them for a couple weeks at a time. So last week I had the Preble Mango Sour, which was in season. Really good stuff there. Went back to maybe grab more of it today so I could feature it on the pod. Turns out they're already done with the mango. Um, but I had heard really good things about this new raspberry sours, so I picked up some of that. And uh, I'm definitely, definitely impressed. So brewed uh, right just south of here in South Portland. And nice. uh, yeah, definitely if you're in the area, I would recommend checking these guys out. They've got some really good stuff, especially if you're into sours, which I think I've said a couple of times in the pod, my favorite kind of beer, but um, really good stuff. So are are you like in Portland or like one of the surrounding kind of borough-ish like towns? Yeah, or so I am, I am my like mailing address is in Portland, um, okay. but I am not in like downtown, like Old Port area. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody is familiar with the area, I'm in like the Back Cove area. So it's pretty much like Portland is kind of like a peninsula almost, sort of like it jets out into the water like that. I'm kind of like around up to the north in the neighborhoods up there. So I'm not like, it looks like a city neighborhood. It's not like downtown, you know what I mean? It's not like restaurants and stuff on my road. It's just like houses, but I'm only a couple yeah. minutes away from downtown. So, do, do you mind sharing your mailing address so like people can yeah, send was, you hate I mail? Yeah, go, like, uh, I was actually thinking, and... so you guys can just check it out on Twitter at Cam Hasbrook after. I'm going to be putting out my mailing address, uh, my social security number, my mother's maiden name, the name of my first pet. Uh, my elementary school teachers, all that stuff. You can just all grab first that on car. Twitter afterward. <laughs> that that so, just yeah, sounds like yeah. all of your, so like... Just, just, that's how I get people to follow me on Twitter. I just give away all my personal information. Um, I really recommend that, for sure. It, it it sounds like that's all, like, your security questions. Like, if you forget your password and shit, that's and they need exactly what it was. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you caught up to the, the joke there, Drew. That's good. <laughs> good job, Drew. Well, that was a really good joke, man. <laughs> Five stars. Now, my favorite thing on Twitter, like a couple years ago, there were always all those like uh, viral tweets that were like, "Your porn name is like the street you grew up on, and your f- first pet." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Washington <stuff>. Angel. <laughs> <laughs> the date and way you're gonna die is your mailing address and the last four digits of your social security number. <laughs> Damn, it's gonna be a while. Oh no, no, then I already would have died. I'm not gonna give too much info, but I already would have died. So that narrows down your search for my social security number. <laughs> All right, so I'm drinking a an, an internight pilsner from a Stone Brewing, a collaboration with Metallica. Um, it's a good beer. It's very aggressive uh, with the labeling uh you guys can see it but the listeners can't but it's extra uh, aggressive with your middle school instagram filter too yeah (laughs) uh for and for those of you who want to see this which i assume is everybody will tweet out a picture i already screenshotted chris's thing right now so it looks great it looks great yeah i I look sexy as hell um yeah it's a it's a really good pilsner to the point where it's almost like an ipa just like really hoppy and and flavorful 
Um, yeah. Stone isn't known for making non-aggressive beers, and the description is ridiculous. Uh, it's a drinkable beer you can taste on here because it's like a full <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a full-on paragraph, but it's also very aggressive, and it says motherfucking in it. So nice. Yeah. Everyone, okay, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that way I can like keep it in. You're that way I don't need to have so much anymore. Anymore. But well, you kind of knew where I was going there, but you know, I didn't say it, so you didn't hear yep, it from me. Yep. Uh, yeah, this is 7.2%, this one. And also, usually, like after an IPA or two on this podcast, I like switch to something a bit lighter, but I have. I only have IPAs and Michelob Ultra, and if I were to drink Michelob Ultra, I might as well have a pole in spring, like, you know, so, um, yeah, it, it might, uh, later on in the episode, it might get a, uh, there might be some bleeps that we have to work with, but I'm editing this week, so, I guess that's <laughs> my you. problem, yeah. Me and Chris just took a simultaneous. I was gonna say when you say we have Candace to do doing like, something, <laughs> it might be you this week, my friend. <laughs> I'm a little busy this weekend. So hey, I, I wanted to. Uh, do you guys want to move into hockey? Because I have like a couple things. We um, can move into hockey. All right. So first of all, we like mentioned hockey. it at the end of. We mentioned it like at the end of the last podcast. Actually, maybe we edited it out because it's literally a sentence, and you know that was a very serious thing. But uh, hockey is back july 10th in terms of training camp like officially the nhl has a date set for stuff to start up again and currently you know they're doing quote-unquote optional uh practices which i feel like every fucking player in the world is going to um so that's cool to see they're back on the ice and we actually have somewhat we don't have like a start date of when the this wacky playoff system is going to start or anything but we do have a concrete date that we can look forward to. Um, so what I wanted to ask you guys was how you think particularly the Bruins are going to do with getting back into the swing of things. You know, they were pretty damn hot. They were first place in the NHL. Um, how do you guys think they're going to continue? Are they going to look slow? Are they going to, you know, catch fire again? Um, well, Drew, interesting you should ask. Uh, I have an article <laughs> that should be publishing tomorrow uh, about Bruins that typically start the season hot and cold. Uh, and it turns out uh, Brad Marchand and uh, David Pasternak, uh, they love to score a lot very early in the season. Each of them has had a long stretch of averaging two points per game to start a season. Uh, we're talking like 14, 15 games of averaging two points per game. Um, so I don't think the layoff will be a big issue for them. Um, Bergeron also typically starts like at a point per game pace kind of. Uh, but I mean, he's getting older and he definitely has had some injury issues. So I am a little intrigued to see how he comes back. Um, then some other guys that, that typically uh, start, hot uh tory krug definitely that that power play like i'm not worried about the power play coming back because all of those guys are on the power play and they're gonna kill it um and tuca started off super hot this this year and has had a long history of being kind of like a cold starter but this year and then a couple years ago also had uh just like an unbelievable start 
Uh, and I mean, as we know, goaltending is super random, so you don't really know, but I mean, I kind of have faith in the guy who might win the Vezina being able to pick it back up. How about you, Cam? Yeah, no, I think I agree for the most part. I think, um, I mean, compared to the, you know, postseason Bruins from the last couple of years that we've seen, I think they're going to be a little rusty. Uh, but compared to the rest of the league, I think, you know, everybody's going to be rusty. You know what I mean? Um, I, we talk, we end up talking about soccer a lot more on this podcast than I plan to, but my comparison would be the Premier League just came back this week. Uh, I sat down and watched the whole Manchester City-Arsenal game yesterday as a recording, which would be Wednesday, two days ago by the time we released this. Um, both teams looked a little bit rusty, you know, not quite their normal selves where they would be this late into a title race and like that. Not that it's much of a title race shot at Liverpool, but, um, you know, even though each team was individually rusty comparatively, they weren't, you know, one wasn't so much more rusty than the other, that sort of thing. So I think it'll kind of, even the playing yeah. field still, it'll be maybe a little bit different of hockey than uh, we're used to, but Look, these guys are professional athletes. They're going to lay it out all on the line. Um, it might not have the same level of crispness that we're used to, especially, uh, you know, one thing that's definitely worrying me is, like, ice conditions. You know, we still got to see where these hub cities are, and that might end up yeah. favoring the Bruins because TD Garden has notoriously terrible ice this late in the season, so they're not having to worry about that. That might be a little better, and you don't have to, you know, yeah. struggle with that as well. But, um yeah, I mean, I think every team is going to be rusty, so I don't think the Bruins are any any worse of a spot than whoever they end up playing in that first round whenever we get there. Yeah, about the ice conditions, actually, that just sparked a thought of mine because I was like, oh, shit, aren't they considering, like, Phoenix or Arizona or whatever to have it? And I was thinking, well, that's kind of a dry and arid climate, and I don't think they'd have a problem, whereas in Boston it just gets super humid, and I think that's what led to those problems i'm not a scientist that's chris's department um but as far yeah, as the I bruins imagine. i think i mean i don't know the, that, that sounds for, right as as the the space uh space cowboy but yeah sure all right sick my my <laughs> middle school science teacher would be proud of me um shout out mr williams so in terms of the bruins and you know coming back which is where this conversation originally started. <laughs> I think that first line is not going to miss a beat. I think they're just going to come back just how they were. Um, yeah, I, I don't see them being any different. Like you said, uh, Cam, uh, about those soccer teams. Um, yeah, if they're rusty, it's not going to be any more than another team. I still think they're basically not going to miss a beat and come out flying. Uh, as for the rest of the team, a little bit worried. I think some players will be more rusty than others. I hope, you know, Charlie Coyle was really hot this season. I hope he stays on top of that game because that's the kind of game that could put the Bruins over the edge in terms of facing these other cup contenders. He is almost like an X factor where he's been super versatile. Either he can play on the third line, second line, wherever you need him, he can play and, yeah, so I hope he's still hot. And then defensively, honestly, think this is a huge deal for Zidane Ochara, who, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see in your article, Chris, if you talked about him, but uh, I would... I would not. Okay, well, I would guess he gets a bit slower towards the end of the season just because of age, and 
just based on the eye test, not stats or anything, it looks that way. So I think this big break before the playoffs will be actually really helpful for him, and he'll be he'll be fit and ready to go. So um, there are some benefits, there are some drawbacks, but I think for the most part, I'm not too worried about them being very rusty. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's going to treat this like an off season, it's going to be Chara, uh, where I'm sure he took like a week or two and then yeah just busting his ass again and he's probably the fittest person on the team well he threw Um, out stuff on his instagram of him working out and stuff too yeah uh so guys i'm worried about uh jake debrusque uh typically starts Mm. extra slow um and he heats up toward the middle of the season i was gonna say like i if anything i feel like chara might come in in better shape because he doesn't have to like waste time like driving Um, so so i only focused on on guys who i I focused purely on point production and on guys who were significant contributors in that category over the course of the year so 30 plus points for the most part i did factor in andre kasha because he uh he had a couple of injuries i completely i completely forgot about him so i think he's going to be an interesting an interesting factor because he's probably going to be on that second line and you're going to be expecting some scoring from him and i think he only played six games for the bruins he only tallied one point um but i think he's a talented player having watched him play uh put a guy like that with krejci i think that is a, a recipe for success. And I think with that first line firing on all cylinders in the playoffs, usually teams stack defenses against that, like against teams who have that one scoring line. And maybe you can get some extra scoring out of that second line with Kasha on there. Yeah. I think with Kasha real, just real quick, I want to jump in before you move on from him or before Cam has anything to say. Cause I hate him for having us delay this podcast today um no that's actually a good point because i literally did forget about uh kasha and uh i think you know a big part of hockey is chemistry and when you come to a new team it will take some time to develop that with this where they have a training camp and these optional practices it gives him a chance to get some more chemistry with his line mates in a more uh you know not a game and more where they can just run plays they can run their strategy everything um and get some chemistry involved so yeah i'm actually excited and i expect him to be uh have more of an impact than he did when he first joined the bruins i think i think that's a really uh like potent point about kasha having this mini training camp is going to be huge for him like like drew said like this late into a season you join a team you just kind of go out there and play off your instincts, you know, they're all professional hockey players, they know generally what they should be doing, but being able to have a couple of weeks to actually, like, learn the systems and stuff like that in this mini training camp, play some games that aren't necessarily life or death before getting into the postseason can be really big for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, good good stuff, Cam. Um, going on from there, unless there's any more specific players you guys want to talk about in that regard. Nope, all right, cool. So going on from there, I was uh, another thing I was thinking about is just overall, what do you guys think about the Bruins Cup contention? Do you th- like? Do you think they can take this all away? Does this impact anything? Any of the you know how hot they were going in? 
what do you think, like, realistically? And also with this now 12 teams per conference kind of getting in there, uh, it seems like it's a little tougher of a battle. More tough for those teams, but it felt like they were kind of guaranteed that first seed, and now I'm not 100% sure on the format. I feel like I read that, like, the top four teams play for the seeding, or... Yeah, the top four teams are playing for their first seeding, and I don't think it's that important. Um, if you look at one of those like percentage chances, this, some website always puts out like a wheel of teams that have whatever percent chance of winning the cup, like getting to the next round, winning the cup. So when yeah. the bracket like finally comes together after that initial round in the seeding, um, someone's going to put one of those out. And whoever the team is that has like the best chance of winning is going to have like a fourteen percent chance of winning the whole thing. So, no matter who the best team is, no one has a great chance of winning it all. Someone obviously has to win it all, but you can't just sit there and be like, "Okay, the Lightning are absolutely going to win the Stanley Cup this year." Yeah. So even even the Bruins being the hottest team going in, if they had played the playoffs right there, there's no guarantee that they would have been. even made it past the first round so i mean i can't sit here and be like yeah the bruins absolutely like i love their chances but i mean they have as good a chance as any better chance than most um yeah i mean i'm hopeful but i'm always kind of pessimistic about this stuff because hockey is super random and it has a lot to do with skill, obviously, but there's more luck involved in hockey than in a lot of sports. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look at last year, which is hard to talk about sometimes, but St. Louis is in last place in the league or the Western Conference on, like, January 4th, and they came back and won the Cup. It's it's very, very hard to predict. Like, I feel like, you know, in the NFL, once the Pats were out, and even before the Pats were out, I mean, I'm not a huge football fan, but Casey seemed like they would win, and they did. In the NBA, you can kind of predict between like three teams who's actually going to win. For um, sure, yeah. Baseball a little harder than both of those, uh, but still, you can kind of you can kind of guess. Hockey, anything can happen. Like you said, it's so random. There's a lot of luck involved. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm optimistic, um, yet reserved. I also was going to say like. Looking back to to last year, this is the perfect example. Like, I, I'm sure I don't remember exactly what the odds were, but like Tampa Bay coming to the playoffs, like I'm sure they had pretty good odds, which I, I still can't imagine was above like you know 20 percent in the you know the little pie yeah. chart or whatever. But they get knocked out in four rounds by Columbus, so it's like it is so random. And, and you, the fact that you're adding more teams now and you know a, a shortened like playing round for those teams, it's just granted the Bruins need to skip that, but it's going to be really random. I think, and especially going back to the seeding, like, I don't even care whether the Bruins get the number one seed as far as the number goes. I think who they match up with is way yeah. more important. So, yeah, I think this, which I also want to talk I about. I think the seeding matters but, for, I, I overstated or how, understated, I guess, how much the seeding matters. I think the seeding matters for uh, reseeding during future rounds, not so much with the first round matchup. Yeah. Because who knows who's going to play well in that first little play in rounds and who knows who's going to be the hottest team coming out of that like yeah it it almost has nothing to do with what they did prior in the season because we're talking about a totally different season now um 
momentum is very meaningful in hockey and and there is no momentum going into this so team whatever team starts off hot that's the team that i don't want to play yeah and if it and if it's the worst team in the quote-unquote worst team in that play in tournament it doesn't matter to me like that's just the team i don't want to play if they absolutely scorch some team just like yeah i want to stay away from that yeah i think also like those teams in the bottom bracket they have more of that playoff mentality early they're playing life and death early whereas these teams like the top four that yes they're playing for seeding so there's a little bit of an like there's a competitive aspect to that and it means a little more than a regular season game would but it's still like they're not in that full like life or death elimination if we don't do well here uh kind of mentality so i I, actually i would be a little bit worried about that potentially um because i think no matter how much experience you have how much prep you do with your mind going into a playoff round it's just it's just so different once you're on the ice it's the intensity and everything uh, no matter how prepared you are so that could be a little worrisome um, and another thing though, cause I was originally thinking like, oh yeah, don't they want home ice? And like, that's not a factor. The, the only thing that would change there is line changes. They'd get the second pick if you're home, uh, get to yeah. see what the away team quote unquote away team does. So, um, and the face off that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's something where like you could choose and what also, side uh, you want. Where's your home Jersey? Yeah. Wears, yeah. <laughs> the Bruins uh, for the record, they do better in that black Jersey for some reason. And I think it's just the Jersey it has nothing to do with being in their home building at all. I think, I think the away team has to put their stick down first mm. uh, in the, in the face off dot. Yeah, It'll be interesting no, to see how that might that's affect. I would love to, at the end of the see how drastic, like if it were very drastic, like the home team was actually winning, like, a solid amount more than the away team you kind of see like how much those those little things kind of actually impact the outcome true i'm gonna be honest i think i think hockey's so random that this is even a too small of a sample size no i know i know i know i know (laughs) but i was gonna say i know chris is gonna jump in here i'm usually never talking about stats but here i am trying and you guys (laughs) just shut me down so you know what no more numbers i'm I'm not saying it's not interesting no no fuck you no no just fuck off (laughs) Stay in your lane. Uh, random question for you. I know we kind of were saying that, like, maybe that first-round matchup, you know, doesn't matter too much. But if you could pick one team you wanted to play and didn't want to, um, who are you guys going for? And I'll give you a second to pull it up so you have everything in front of you. Montreal. I did write about this re- this week, so I'll throw out my choices while you guys can, uh, you know, get, a, get something to look at here. I think... Obviously, ideally, I think the the most favorable team to play is, like, yeah. the Canadians, just because, A, obviously they were the worst seed, but, like, you know, they came in with a sub-500 record. They had a 500, you know, points percentage, and more importantly for me is that the Bruins had a lot of success against them this season. They outscored them 19-8, to I think it was. Um, they had more goals per game against the Canadians than any other team in this Eastern Conference playoff. Um, and I think, you know, Montreal's a team that obviously Carey Price can be a factor. He didn't have the best year this year. Um, but, you know, this is going to be weird. So he is the type of goalie that could steal a series. But I think as far as their offense goes, they don't have too potent a threat. It's pretty much like Tatar and, and Brendan Gallagher. So you don't have to worry too much about that. So obviously picking the, the lowest team, I think, is understandable but they would have to get pie the penguins so if they do end up 
you know, crushing the Penguins, then you have to really evaluate there. Um, yeah. As far as teams I wouldn't want to play, I think, obviously, Pittsburgh being the highest-ranked one uh, is a tough one. The Bruins went 2-1 and one against them this season, uh, outscored them 13-9. and nine. Um, they just missed out on that top four, which got to suck for them. So well, they, they did lose like their last seven hungry, games but... or something like that. So, kind yeah, of their they fault. They were on a bad streak, but again, you know what <laughs> well, I mean. It's like yeah, it's a, like it's a reset. Saying, momentum, I'm just saying they did it to themselves. <laughs> the momentum is such a big thing in hockey that it's like you see a team. I mean, look, any team with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin is going to yeah. be scary. Um, the goaltending was interesting there this year. They really split time uh, between Matt Murray and Tristan Jerry, who actually had a pretty good season. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see whether I'm assuming they're going to just kind of roll with one. Um, which will be interesting, but so I don't know if we, ta- I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I, I took some time writing about it when I was writing about Tuka and goalie situations, both, uh, Tristan Jari and Matt Murray are RFAs next year. Really? Um, I did not know that. And it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with those contracts because they don't have a ton of cap space and, like they might have to just pick one and roll with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause Matt Murray is not, has not been excellent over the past few years, but he did lead them to two Stanley cups. Yeah. And yeah, not to make this a penguins podcast, but yeah, I mean, those types of, those types of I'd situations are super interesting. Podcast. I don't know what we'd call it. Though. <laughs> pens and I, IP. I don't know. Pens, pens and, and pens and PBRs, pens and baby. PBRs. Pens and PBRs. Um, <laughs> Well, I was I gonna have say, another like, random let's just talk about like the animal, here. the animal oh, itself. Ahead. Like they, they're cool. I don't know, like penguins like migrate like hundreds of miles and shit. Like they're cool. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Penguins podcast, uh, narrated <laughs> by Morgan Freeman. Yo, happy um, feet, happy feet. Let's let's do a happy feet podcast. <laughs> so so my my answer to your question, Cam, would be I want to play the Toronto Maple Leafs. And All right. the All reason right. for that is not because I <laughs> court, I think court alone. We, if you're out there listening, he's very proud right now. I know he's smiling. It's it's not because I think the Bruins own the Maple Leafs or anything like that. Because getting taken to a game seven that's interesting. Several I don't times know, man. is not necessarily. Right. I actually heard that Jeremy Jacobs just bought the team, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my thing is uh, when the Bruins do play the maple leafs and beat them it's going to be the funniest fucking thing in the world and everyone's getting fired they're gonna trade all of their players you're gonna trade uh, austin matthews yeah the, the talent on that the talent on that team scares me and absolutely but i can't think of a better tune-up for yeah. the rest of the the tournament than playing a team that you are fired up to play against that is on an equal level and yeah it's a it's a risk i mean obviously they're not going to like choose who they play but if i were choosing i would choose that because you want a good test with your first matchup i don't want to so yeah i'm gonna play devil's advocate point for a second and i actually think that there's another team that i would rather not play ahead of them kind of a dark horse which i'll get to later after drew answers but my thing with toronto is like, this is already a weird enough series, and those two teams are so familiar with each other where it's like, obviously anything can happen at any time in hockey. You add in all this extra weird bullshit, and it's like, I don't know. This You can only beat a team so many times before they come back to get you. So for that reason, I wouldn't mind avoiding them in the first round, but I kind of see both sides of it too. Like, 
I, I definitely get what you mean. You do want that early so, test so that you know what you're going against. And and from a pure entertainment perspective, oh, it'd be. I honestly, to- I honestly totally forgot that the Bruins played the Hurricanes Same. last year in the playoffs yeah, at all. They s- fucking swept them. That's why it was yeah, so quick. It, it like I, you could have asked me a month ago, and I would not have been able to tell you who the in Bruins the played conference finals <laughs> in that series. No less, like. Yeah, it was it was the fucking conference yeah. final. Yeah, uh, couldn't have told you that they had the easiest path, and like, like yeah, they I wanted happen. the Bruins to win the cup, so I was totally, totally pumped with it. But I mean, the most interesting series that they played was against the Maple Leafs, and from a purely entertainment perspective, that's what I want to see. And if that happens in the first round, I, I think that's the most likely scenario, uh, just statistically speaking. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'd be all about it, and getting that test out of the way, and like one of the reasons why the Bruins breezed through the other two teams they played was because they were all tuned up and ready. So I was initially right when you asked the question. I don't even know. I might have been too far away uh, away from the mic to have it be audible, but I like muttered Montreal Canadiens, and then you went on about that cam, and I agreed with that. You mentioned Toronto as far as a tune-up, Chris, and I also agree with that, but I think I'm going to go with Montreal because what puts it over the edge is that Montreal and then fucking Philly and then Tampa Bay and then (laughs) Vancouver, they're all in this, right? Love it. So. I, you know, we talk about luck in hockey, and this is way beyond that, but... You know, what if there's some sort of omen out there that that's the way you do it? Um, so, yeah, just because of that puts it over the top. I agree with both of your points. I was I was pretty even on it. Um, well, I was definitely initially Montreal, but then Chris mentioned that. Um, another team, and I don't have the Bruins record this season in front of me. I feel like because I'm going to say this, it's going to be like they went 0-3 against them, but the Islanders... Um, our team potentially the that Bruins I would did pretty uh, well be okay with this season, if I remember correctly. Okay, Florida, no, because I don't think the Bruins did too hot against them, and also they're just super talented. And I, I wrote an article about this. I don't think I was still with the hockey writers during this point. Maybe I didn't write an article, but I was thinking that because of the moves and stuff that they made. Um, over the off season and even over the past two off seasons and the prospects they have that are coming up, Florida is a big contender. And even towards the end, I could see them having leapfrogged Toronto for a playoff position. Uh, at least in terms of getting to the top of the Atlantic. And I would definitely be afraid of Florida. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida actually makes it past this next round. I just had it in front of me and forget who they are playing they are playing the new york islanders as a matter of fact so um yeah yeah no it'd be not necessarily a first uh, round there because i don't i would think that it would like if montreal wins it would be automatic if the bruins wound up in first because they just become the eighth seed i would assume um i don't know there's a lot of math involved in this and i also i haven't read too much into it i see what the listings are and i kind of get how it works but in terms of after this first round not so much but um yeah i'm I'm honestly pretty afraid of florida i think they are going to be a huge test for whoever they play whether they make it to the next round or not 
that is definitely, um, you know, outside the teams that are, <clears throat> you know, jockeying for those those positions in the top four. Florida is scary, um, and I would not take them lightly if uh, the Bruins wind up having a matchup with them. I disagree. I'd take them very lightly. So really, <clears throat> I don't not know, man. In this, I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Oh, well, you went up and got a, yourself a PBR. All right, I'm jumping um, out of the corner here with my dark horse. Florida. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'm jumping out of here with my dark horse. I think, I think a sneaky team that you don't want to face in the first round Florida. is Columbus again. Oh, I knew you were going to say Columbus. It's kind well, of I don't I mean, even, obviously, well, everybody remembers oh, yeah. what they did last year against Tampa. Wouldn't the Bruins have to be in fourth <laughs> no. in that top? Um, you know, I think I think everybody remembers what what happened last year against Tampa Bay with Columbus. Oh what? God! There's so much of a delay. You're so delayed. Uh, I was just saying that it, it wouldn't Columbus have to be only if the Bruins, uh, if only the Bru- if the Bruins are to come in fourth. The fourth seed, then Columbus is possible, right? I don't know. I don't know how the reseeding is working out. Yeah, right, there we go. I don't. I, I don't know have if to it... jump in and out of the call every once in a while, and it resets <laughs> yeah. itself. So, so I don't. Um, the, the problem with Columbus is that this year's Columbus team is missing literally their two most important players from last year. So it's not the same team. That's yes. very true. No, for sure. That's what I was gonna say. So, so they're missing. Obviously, they lost. You know, Panarin. And Duchenne from last year, which is two big hits. And Bobrovsky. Um, and Bobrovsky. Although their goaltending duo, once again, a tandem here, they pretty much split time between uh, Corpusalo and what is it, Merzlikis? Merzlikis? Elvis, Elvis Merzlikis. Um, yeah. So their, their duo was top five in the league this year. Granted, again, that's two people splitting time. I'm assuming they're going to roll with one because that's usually what you do in the playoffs. Probably Merzlikens. Um, my thing is, for starters, before Chris says it, tiny sample size, can't judge it for much, but they are the only team in the Eastern Conference that the Bruins didn't beat this year. Um, they went 0-1-1. You'll probably remember the first game they played was the one where uh, Bemstrom elbowed Rask in the face. <laughs> Through his crease, he got taken out. Bruins went on to lose. Second game they played, uh, the, they got shut out, actually. Um, or, sorry, the, the first game, sorry, they got shut out. The second game, they lost in overtime. I think they still, uh, again, they're missing Duchenne and Panarin from last year. They still are a pretty strong team, and a couple of their best players were out with injuries this year, and this break is going to allow them to come back. Um, Oliver Brookston had a really strong season before he broke his actually fractured his ankle in February. Yeah. He'll be back. Pierre-Luc Dubois is a threat. Uh, Gustav Nyquist. Uh, Zach Wierenski led all NHL defensemen with 20 goals this year. Seth Jones had 30 points, even though he missed 14 games. So the, a healthy Columbus team is going to be, I think, better than their record indicates from this year. I don't think, again, I don't think they're like as dangerous as they were last year, but... I also don't think you want to sleep on them too much because uh, I think a healthy t- uh, Columbus team could be better than a lot of well, people. Well, I don't even think yeah. last year a lot of people considered them dangerous until they swept Tampa. I think going in, people underestimated them. So, yeah. But I understand yeah, that well, because they of were that. Playing t- Tamp- they were playing Tampa for a reason because they, yeah. th- they made some trades to get into the playoffs. Um, and yeah. they, they made the eighth seed, and Tampa was a runaway first seed. Um, 
Yeah, be careful about using those tiny sample sizes. I'm glad you couched that. But the Bruins also got demolished in two games against the Red Wings this year. So, I mean. Yeah. Very fair <laughs> point. Very fair point. Yeah, for sure. I just think I think a lot of people look at the record they had this year and write them off. And I think injuries did. They, they were played by injuries pretty much all year. So, I think a healthy team. Again, I, I would still take the Bruins if I'm betting on it. Um, but as far as. You know, they look at their record and they finish 500. I think they're better than a 500 I team. I don't think there. you're wrong, Cam. And they do, like, Wierenski and Jones, like, having defensemen, and they, they don't play on the same pairing. Having defensemen like that locking down two separate pairings yeah. uh, is is really important, especially in the playoffs. And and you can put those guys together if if necessary to for a shutdown pairing. And it obviously it doesn't, like, cancel out the first two lines necessarily, but that gives... The Bergie and Krejci line, a huge headache if you are to go against them. And then I guess that's like, you know, I mentioned Coyle being hot earlier. That's where he becomes that X factor. Because I, I don't know in their entire depth at D, but um, if you have Coyle going against a third pair that doesn't have Wierenski or Seth Jones, then um, that's where he becomes, that third line becomes a, a huge factor. Yeah, so. and, and that's why Coyle and Johansson were such important yes. acquisitions last year. Against Columbus uh, especially, yeah. They, that's where they, they got fired up. Yep, they carried the team through through some struggles. Not huge struggles, but... Well, there was a lot of... Uh, last season, a huge part of their problem was depth scoring. All season, it was the depth not being consistent. It was just kind of that first line that was the only consistent line, so... It was good to see them step up at the end there during the playoffs, uh, throughout the playoffs, even against, I feel like, St. Louis. I don't have the stats in front of me, but, and I, you know, me with numbers and stats, it's not, I hate them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coyle, Coyle had 16 points in 24 games in last year's playoffs. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know how they did, particularly against St. Louis and all that, but I know they were good in the rest of those series. And, uh, yeah, the depth is certainly going to come into play. I think a lot of the, even even the weaker teams that are making it, um, they're still a huge fre- uh, threat. Not just be. I feel like we got to name the the episode something about luck, but uh, not just because hockey is lucky and shit. But yeah, they're they're gonna the Bruins are gonna have a headache with some of the teams that they could be facing with the uh, the defenses they're gonna have to go up against. So the depth certainly needs to be clicking. You can't rely on that first line the whole way. Uh, like they they have in the past yeah uh and while we're talking about defenses uh, it's a team that the Bruins wouldn't have to play unless they got to the finals but the Blues uh their their defensive pairings have been incredible um and I I saw some interesting charts on on Twitter a couple days ago about how they have three defensemen who are really not like elite defensemen but they do such complementary things that between the three of them it makes for a very difficult matchup with any team um being petrangelo uh pareko and dunn um were those stats from charting hockey maybe um because actually just a side note this guy slipped in <laughs> slipped into my dms because you know i'm the hottest guy in this podcast no, I don't fucking know. Um, no, he slipped into my DMs and he was like, he had a tweet there from himself about like, you know, the Bruins stats and stuff. And it looks like he's trying to network. The guy has like over, he's following over a thousand people and has a little over like a hundred people following him. 
but he is doing similar things to like charting hockey like i took a look at this and it looks fucking legit and i don't understand any of it but i'll forward his account to you guys because uh he's someone to look into and he was no but he was literally like let me know if i can ever help like if you want bruins statistics and stuff like he does them for all the teams kind of like charting hockey but set up differently and it seems to be more about specific players than it does about the team so um like this one it shows secondary assists primary assists goal scorer and then shot attempts all of that shit but broken down towards specific players so um yeah i don't know anyway that was just a stats talk thank you bron bron nine for slipping into my dms earlier Uh, i feel like i saw he uh he followed our account um yeah he uh scott stevens is was at the top of his yeah, yeah. Thing. and he has a picture of uh scott stevens yeah host, hoisting the cup <laughs> <laughs> it's probably his sense. burner account it's got a little little known fact scott stevens i, is I got super i got a little stats. excited when i saw it pop up like oh scott stevens followed us <laughs> let's have him on the pod yeah, big big fan of the pod big fan of the pod no but yeah i i actually want to check out i'm gonna forward it to you guys because i know you guys are more into that shit than me but it's actually broken down in a way that i can actually understand it which is pretty cool nice man it's a first so maybe maybe it was him that posted that and no i don't think like so liked it or but something well probably not then i won't give him credit I for something. i just want to eventually i just want to shout him out seems like a, i love scott stevens you know so maybe he's him <laughs> it's a burner account go devils <laughs> Bra- at braun braun nine like lebron but braun but without the love. I was going to say, it's actually a LeBron James burner yeah. account. He's low-key a huge Well, where's the number nine come from, from then, you know? Yeah. He's actually going to pull, like, an MJ, except instead of retiring to go to baseball, he's going to come play What hockey. number was uh, fucking Scott Stevens? Fuck, I X'd out of Twitter. Can't see it now. Honestly, I don't I know. I think it was, like, 12. Ugh. I'm looking. I'm looking again because there's this picture of him. I should have <laughs> just like googled 20? it. I'm going up his profile picture, and I should just Google it. But you know what? We're here. Um. Yep. His profile picture does not show it. <laughs> Man, it would be so tough to pull up Scott Stevens. Uh, it was, he was number four. Number four. Just looked it up. Yeah. Four. All right. God, fuck him. He's going so for Bobby you, Orr shit. Fuck you him. were a third of the way right, Drew. Was a third of the way right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Anything? He was also number three with the Kitchener Rangers Ooh. in the in the uh, the Canadian Hockey League, which is I don't know I, the Kitchener. What, where's Kitchener? I don't know which like conference or whatever they're in. Now we're just clacking away. I don't know how much of this I'm editing out. Oh, yo, looks like he was number seven with the blues. Oh, they're in the O. Oh, O-H-O. no, no, it's not. He, I don't even think he played for the Buse. Oh, no, 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 yeah, he played with the Buse. Uh, the Buse. The Buse. The Buse. <laughs> uh, the Blues. The he, was, he was Love number two on the Buse. He was number two. And number two on the Blues. Our spinoff podcast. Number two on the Blues. One of many. Number two on the Blues, number one in your heart. And he was captain. Right, he captained the Blues for a little bit there. And this has been the Scott Stevens podcast. Yeah, we should just have it be Scott Stevens. Um, I don't know how much of that's getting edited out. Maybe none of it. That'd be cool. Probably not. Right. What else to talk about, gentlemen? Yeah, that's what. Oh, well, actually, Sports. I had something. Hockey. That's life. Beer. 
Um, so the board games bracket was never settled. We had a couple tiebreakers with Monopoly and Cards Against Humanity, and I think we just got a... I like how Cam just disappeared, because he's like, fuck. (laughs) Fuck this. He hung up. Um, No, but I think we should just, like, give it to Monopoly or something. And you know how much against Monopoly I am. But I actually brought it up to somebody. Uh, I, I don't fucking remember who. But they were like, oh, Monopoly and Beer Pong would be an interesting matchup. Because they're so different. Like, I, I associate Cards Against Humanity to be like, okay, cool. You're getting, like, fucked up with your friends and we're going to play some Cards Against Humanity. But Monopoly, like, not necessarily, you know. They're kind of on polar ends. I, w- I, I feel like we should just push Monopoly to the final speak, and do that. Speak, Yeah, I was going to say, speak for yourself on, on that, though, because I play monopoly with my buddies every friday and it's no 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 i I know i know but like (laughs) i think cards against humanity is easily associated with drinking and getting high or whatever the fuck you like to do whereas monopoly is a game i grew up playing as a kid and sober (laughs) and it is actually still fun sober as opposed to Cards Against Humanity, where it's just kind of weird. I don't know. I feel like if you're not intoxicated. I feel like every time I've played Cards Against I think, Humanity... I think Monopoly definitely has like a, a longer... like. Yeah, so I think know? that... I feel like Cards Against Humanity wouldn't beat peer, Beer Pong, whereas I think Monopoly has more of a chance. So I think we push yeah. those two to the finals and put it to a vote and settle this shit that we haven't talked about Let's in three do it episodes. Once and for all. I actually, I thought about it today, like for the first time in a really long time. So seems like a, seems like the right time to start it up again. So Cam is still in charge of that, despite his shitty internet. So we expect a poll in the next one to seven days, depending on when your internet allows you to tweet it out. Yeah, I think it would have <laughs> been very trivial to do beforehand. Yeah, I say I say we do it. So. I, I, or I'll do it. Someone does it. Okay, so yeah, vote. Follow us on Twitter at Brews and Bruins. Also Instagram if you're into that shit. It's basically just beer porn. Actually, Chris, you posted a sick picture of your dog and a beer, and I think your I dog was drunk. And someone needs to call the authorities. But no, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram too. But if you want to vote, Twitter at Brews and Bruins, um, and cast your vote. Monopoly versus beer pop. The final. The battle of all ages. The the war to end all wars. I'm hyping this up too much, aren't I? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But it's the only important... No, I was about to say it's the only important thing going on right now. It's the... Wow. <laughs> it's the only th- thing that... Is, ah, fuck. Uh, whatever. It's important. Yeah, so It's important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I was about to transition into talking about our uh, last week's episode, uh, we got no engagement on that. We, we got a lot of listeners, but yeah. I didn't. Uh, uh, no one really. It's a, it's a touchy subject with us. to like bring it up on Twitter at us. Like, hey, I fucking disagree. Or like, yeah, guys, you did good. No, you agree. My parents texted me and were like, yo this is great this is probably like well maybe because we were sober but like this is like you guys yeah. all did amazing where usually it's like hey you're an embarrassment to our family and i wish you weren't yeah, but born that's, but that's not what i was looking for i wasn't looking for like <laughs> and society as a whole i wasn't looking for like a uh, commendation for doing you know what yeah, we should no, be no, doing yeah. i was just looking for like hey if anybody wants to talk to us about this like hey we're all good to go with we're that. all adults here i i I do get what, like, Drew is saying, though. Like, I feel like if 
while we do welcome the conversation, obviously, I think, like, if people want to have, like, serious, like, conversations about that, like, the first place they're going to turn probably isn't, like, the podcast where well, we're, why like, not? talking about hockey. Like, <laughs> well, DM us. But, DM us well, I, individually. I agree. I mean, I, I, think, I think we should be talking and about it. And also, saying, like, if... I understand people like, oh, I want to have some serious dialogue. Let's not hit up Bruce and Bruins for it. Like... <laughs> I get that. If you saying. made it this far in the in the episode, then definitely check out that last episode um, for real, because we had a very it was far better. <laughs> it was better in the sense that we were sober and more coherent, either, so. and there was a lot less editing involved. Um, <laughs> but also, it was just it was just very very important to uh, take a listen to. So definitely tune into that last episode, episode eighteen. If you're yeah, and. and- Thanks for listening to it if you did, and, yeah. and I, I hope you learned something or uh, took the time to go research something that we said wrong and come back and tell us. And seriously, yeah, wrong. tell us. Even if you don't want to like say it publicly on Twitter or even like DM us on Brews and Bruins because it's the three of us. If you had like a particular problem with one of us and it's easier to do that, add us at our fucking. Uh, individual <laughs> i was looking for that word individual accounts at dupe schmoob at hockey gear at cam hasbrick um yeah do it up yeah. cam left again because of his technical difficulties hey, he's, back. he's back he's back i'm just jumping in and out so that i can in and out and in and out and in and out again all right, well, is there anything else to talk about? Because that reminds me we can sing a song. Not that one, oh, but yeah. we have another one, Chris, that we, we, do, talk we do have a song ready to go. This has been a longer episode than I was expecting. I, yeah, was, not than I was expecting. It, it, the, when, I clicked on the, when I clicked on the app to check out how long I've been recording, it was longer than I thought. Yeah, no, I think it was a good episode, one of our shorter ones, but we got a lot of ho- more hockey talk in there than we have in the last three episodes combined. Uh, one of those being not about hockey at all, but actually, no, there was hockey and, talk in that one still. So, um, And one of them not being an episode. Yeah. I, mean, I said the last three episodes, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Chris, who doesn't pay attention to what episode, <laughs> reference to my know, tweet was, earlier I was... where I didn't know what episode we were on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, sh- <laughs> shall we sing out? Oh, wait, no, no. Wasn't there a thing on Twitter? There's a thing on Twitter from Forbes, right? We got to address that. There's a thing on. Yeah, no, what, no, what? we got to address that. He responded to my tweet asking if there were any questions. He just wanted some Massachusetts Yeah, so we got so it. No, yeah, so uh, no. Oh, as, as in like Andrew Forbes? Yeah, so if you pay me for yeah. buying the beer and shipping, which I don't know is legal to ship across state lines alcohol. I don't know the laws on that. Um, <laughs> theoretically. Theoretically, though, if you pay me the price of the beer plus shipping... Or maybe not shipping. Maybe I'll just do it as a gift. Happy Father's Day coming up. I don't know if you're a father. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I forgot about Father's Day and bought my gift last night. supposed to be here as early as Monday. So my Mother's Day gift I also forgot about. And I got it on Amazon. And it was kind of this third party thing. And it took three weeks. Oh, yeah. So I got got my dad a, a Father's Day present. And I ordered it like june 1st and it still has not shipped oh, so i'm guessing nice. guessing it's not gonna be there um yeah 
but my, you have a good excuse for it at least. My, my mom's it's birthday, like yeah, I my don't. mom's birthday is uh, today, as of when this recording will be will be released. So happy birthday, mom! Um, I don't know. Happy if she birthday, Mrs. Podcast, Gear. Happy birthday to Chris's mom. Um, yeah, uh, I got her some gifts, uh, and I'm hoping they showed up on time. Um, yeah. Well, good shit. Remember, the Father's Day is this weekend, and perhaps it's your mother's birthday. Who knows? You should you should try to check that out. Check your calendar. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, uh, let's sing out. I think this has been enough. Um, we have a song. <laughs> Come on, come on, come on, now touch, touch me, babe. Ba, 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 can't you see that I am not afraid? What was that promise, promise that you made? Da, 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 da. Why can't you tell me what she said? What was that promise that you made? I'm gonna love you till the heavens stop the rain. I'm gonna love you till the stars fall from the sky for you and I. Right, that's good enough. <laughs>